Episode 7 Formed Out of the Dust Genesis 2, verse 4-9 When we're reading the Bible, we should always ask ourselves why a particular passage is included. If God included it, then it has importance to the plan and relevance to the story. In chapter 1, only the word Elohim was used, signifying the God of power. He's the creator. Elohim is what's known as a majestic pronoun. Here in chapter 2, the title Jehovah Elohim, or the God of power and perfection, is seen. Matthew Henry describes Jehovah this way, Jehovah is that great and incommunicable name of God which denotes his having his being of himself, and his giving being to all things. Fitly, therefore, is he called by that name now, that heaven and earth are finished. Verses 4-7 to seven. This is the story of the creation of the sky and the earth, when the Lord God made the earth and the sky. There was no plants on the earth. Nothing was growing in the fields. The Lord God had not yet made it rain on the land, and there was no man to care for the ground. But a mist often rose from the earth and watered all the ground. Then the Lord God took dust from the ground and formed man from it. The Lord breathed the breath of life into the man's nose, and the man became a living person. In this verse, we learn that Adam consisted of both heaven and earth. Man was formed out of the dust, and then the divine creator breathed life into him. This doesn't imply that he or we are in any way divine, but that the life of man came from God, not by random chance. The spark of life which quickened the clay jar was none other than the breath of the Creator. From God's hand and his breath is how man came to be. From an act of wisdom and love. Man came not from the slime or from the sea, nor from a meteor that rained down from above. In his image he created the man, and for his glory and praise. This was for us the original plan. To see him face to face all of our days. To worship and serve in eternal peace was God's intent for us from the start. Our days were intended never to cease. This was the desire of the Creator's heart. God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing on the first day of creation. Five days later, on the sixth day, he created his final and most stupendous work of art. In fact, a masterpiece out of the simplest and most common part of the creation, dust. First there was nothing, and then there was dust. God took this next-to-nothingness material and after forming it, breathed his life into it. If we jump ahead just a little bit, we'll see that Adam disobeyed God and died spiritually at that moment. Because of this, the thing that made us most like God disappeared at that moment too. Isn't that a humbling thought? 
We walk around as if we're pretty important. In fact, we're as close to nothing as the breath in our lungs. From the dust we came, and to the dust we shall return. Without a new birth, our next to nothingness is all we have to live for. We are so closely tied to the earth that David describes the womb in which we are formed as Eretz, or the earth. Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Romans 9 verse 20 The book of John records a parallel to this passage. In John chapter 20, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you! As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. This Jesus, God incarnate, Jehovah Elohim, who created the heavens and the earth and who formed man out of the dust, breathing into him the breath of life, gave the same breath again to his apostles in the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, God incarnate, gives this other parallel instance as a confirmation of who he is and the power he displays in creation and in regeneration. In verse 8 and 9 of chapter 2, the Garden of Eden is introduced here in Genesis. Then the Lord God planted a garden in the east, in a place called Eden. He put the man he had formed in that garden. The Lord God caused every beautiful tree and every tree that was good for food to grow out of the ground. After creating man, only after creating man, does it say that Jehovah Elohim planted a garden eastward in Eden. Eden means delight or pleasure, and was, if man obeyed, a place not for work, but for a different purpose. This is an important point to consider when looking at the previous verse that said there wasn't yet a man to care for or till the ground. This garden is something special, and something intended for the man he formed. The ground which needed to be tilled was outside of the garden, not in it. If you stand back and look at the larger picture of the Bible, it is clear that God knew before the fall that man would fall. And so the garden, despite being made as a place where God would fellowship with man, didn't fill the entire earth. Instead, the garden was a localised place of grace, of abundance and of provision from God above, not from the ground below. God knew that he would start in a garden and then be removed from that garden because of our interaction with, believe it or not, a tree. But God's plan is that we are to be restored to the garden because of our interaction with another tree. The plan is so intricately woven and presented in the Bible that it's almost beyond imagination. Everything fits so beautifully. Verse 9 continues. In the middle of the garden, God put the tree that gives life. And he put there the tree that gives the knowledge of good and evil. It's important to note that although Adam was told not to eat of this tree, the choice was still his. God placed a tree in the garden when he could have simply not have placed it there at all. 
By placing it there, it was possible for Adam to eat it even though he was told not to. Obedience is always a test of our priorities and allegiances. God set the parameters in Eden. He set them for Israel, and he sets them now for the world. Choose life, the most magnificent aspect of what he does is that he gives us the choice. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Choose life. Choose Jesus. Call on him while he is near. Hallelujah and Amen.